Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Plus minus. Curry, way down to Tim Kawakami deserves all the credit there. <laughs> Plus minus. Hey, driving again. Oh, Tell Marcus that he asked you know, that question about my defense. Do you hear that, Marcus? Anthony, you know me well, buddy. Y'all have a great night. I think he got the highest plus minus in the season in NBA history. Hello and welcome to a post-game edition of the Warriors Plus Minus podcast. Tim Kawakami is with me right now. Marcus Thompson will make his usual late arrival eventual, shortly. Eventual, eventual arrival by MT, but uh, big game. Big game to talk about. You know, it's funny. I came to the arena, like, the stakes were obviously high. But there's maybe something about, like, the Pelicans, like, I don't know, and they, they're kind of dull, right? Yeah, you know, just as a brand. They won a bunch of the Oh, row. no, no doubt. Yeah. Like, they're, they're good. They're threatening to the Warriors right now from a standing standpoint. But there's just, I don't know, the brand of the Pelicans. Typically, the stars, you know, I'm talking Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum. Like, no Zion playing. So. I did see Zion, by the way. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. He's a large, large fellow. <laughs> he is yeah. a large dude. So, did not play tonight. No, no. Um, so I kind of didn't expect to be that like it to be that amped of an environment, and it really you know obviously it was, and the Pelicans were playing well. They were beating them by eighteen, whatever. I mean the the Draymond Green uh, situation obviously lit the team up, which we'll talk about lit himself up. Um, but kind of just like not even just the crowd, the atmosphere. It, fi- it did suddenly feel even to the observer. I thought like okay, this is like this is more important than I expected it to feel. Um, only well, when he did after, that, particularly after the Sunday loss. Like you would feel like they would be, there would be right from the get go. They'd be, you know, we know the, the Warriors kick the ball around at times, and they can get down. They've been gotten down a lot at home early, but I didn't think. I thought they would play sharp tonight from the get, just because of what they lost. Huge game to lose in Minnesota. That was as big a game as this one. You blow it at the end, but then they kind of just kind of floated into this one. Uh, they, they had some issues against the, the Pelicans' length. They were not crisp on offense. And, well, first time in a while we've heard Kurt say, what was the problem? Offense, offense, offense. Like, when he didn't say it, he said offense, offense. Fast breaks because they just couldn't score. So they couldn't, you know, so the Pelicans, they couldn't set their defense. Pelicans are getting out on them. So maybe it wasn't quite lack of energy. It just was offensive malaise. But, uh, yeah, I was surprised they played so bad in the first half. I mean, one of many bad first halves they've had at home many bad first halves they've had all season in home and row. Uh, but then the energy really ticked up. Draymond was clearly the, the initiator of it. The crowd got up, but also they got to play well. Like, you can't just say, okay, Draymond, everything goes, because they go down 8-0, right, right after Draymond gets taken out after the charge and the tussle. Uh, but the energy was up. The crowd was up. Things got very lively. And we know what this place is like. Once Steph hits a three, Clay hits a three things can't click and that's what other teams have to fear and right they, they match up with the Warriors they're going to come play here a couple times 
and they can always do this stuff and and they know they can always do this stuff that was kind of like what the theme to me of the post game was yeah these guys do this stuff and and they know they might be able to keep doing it in the playoffs what was that 87 points over the second half of the first of the minnesota game and the first half of this game was it 41 and 41 plus 21 is 61. Add 25 to that. Yeah. Yeah, so they their offense is terrible. I think I counted 25 turnovers in those four quarters, 21 assists. I'm fi- I'm glad Kerr finally said it because it's been the offense for a while, I think. Uh, they were just terrible. But I discovered a different instigator of the Warriors turnaround. It wasn't Draymond as much as it was the, the, the post-game theme, the, the villain in the locker room was C.J. McCollum. <laughs> of all people. So, all people. you know, and it's like I kind of try to. C.J. McCollum. Yeah, uh, I, I kind of try to poke Draymond a little to see if he would, you know, because there's certain guys he doesn't necessarily like that he doesn't mind, you know, Rodney Magruder back in the day. Um, but. Rodney Magruder. Yeah, remember, remember that one? Rodney. Yeah, that, I mean, he was just the perfect, he was the example I was thinking of, but. He kind of went, you know, I respect CJ. He's done a lot in this league. Obviously, you know, he's had CJ on the podcast. And well, NBA PA vice yeah, president. Yes, yes. Yeah, so, like CJ, so yeah. it did, I mean, maybe you know. Was there something in particular that was said? Because this did remind me a little bit of a smaller version of when they were in D.C. this year and the courtside fan. There was a couple courtside fans, and one of them was basically telling Draymond, you're not a Hall of Famer. Like, quit trying to act like you are. Yeah. And then I, you guys probably remember, but like the, the entire front office was crediting this fan. They tried to send him to Boston. So uh, I just like, did CJ yeah. say anything in particular? He just tried to say, oh, he just was like kind of criticizing the foul I committed. Well, yeah. So Draymond fouls Brandon Ingram, but from the reports in the locker room, CJ was the one who started talking. That was a weak foul. That was a bad foul. That was dirty. He's the one who started talking. And then Ingram. You know, kind of took exception, walked up on him. But apparently all the chirping was CJ. It was CJ McCollum was doing the chirping. And then it really turned up when he did the flagrant foul, Dante. When he flagrant foul, Dante, you know, elbowed him in the oh, back yeah. and shoved him. That really sent him over the edge because it's like now you got Dante involved. And then, you know, Draymond was talking about the ride for you, ride for you. Then Dante is now in Draymond's ear. It's like, let's go. We got to beat these guys, you know. So now you got Dante, who doesn't say anything very much. It's like he's lit. And then Steph is like, okay, CJ, this is how you want to play it. Let's get you isolated on the wing. Let's get you out here, you know, on the island. And at that point, they were just kind of making a point to remind CJ of the Portland days. <laughs> yeah, that's happened to CJ before. That's the yeah, odd yeah, part. Yeah, it's like, yeah. if anything, CJ should be like, hey, you guys. We're, we, we've got them sleeping. Like, let's, let's yeah, go ahead and cruise That was the point. I, I talked to a few people in the locker room, too. And so it was, they were just like, why did the, why the Pelicans do it then? Up, they're up 15. We're asleep. You know, and things aren't going well. We're struggling offensively. It's a good team. And then they just they start talking. And I would say some people in the Warriors locker room thought that was a sign of weakness. Like, why, why were the Pelicans doing that? Did they not know, realize who they were messing with? Or what, yeah, what was, what? I think... I don't know. If I was to argue... the Warriors... If I was to argue for the Pelicans' side, it was like, that was an extreme overreaction from Draymond Green. You know, it was like, all right, maybe... Which is fine. It was It was proper. It was... It ended up being the right move. Now, he could have easily got himself tossed. If Ed Malloy at any part of that situation goes, you know what, this is a little too much, Draymond Green, you're gone, then suddenly Draymond Green not only misses the second half, they probably lose, he's suspended for the next game. So, like, there, yeah, it was I, teetering I, I on the Malloy edge. Was not gonna I agree that, with that, yeah, but, 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 you know, it could've, it could've. one of the other refs, I mean, Absolutely. this happens no, across the league. They should have called that as a flagrant initially. 
if they call it as a flagrant initially, which is cl- which they went reviewed they it for the skirmish yeah. to happen. Yeah. If you do that, then Ingram doesn't react like that. CJ may not react like that. It's just a flagrant. You get it's you know justice has been done, but because no flagrant was called, they're up. It continues, and that leads to the technical, double tech. Ingram and Dremont, and then the review, and that's what, like, if you just had called a flagrant, and it wasn't a bad flagrant, but Draymond did not go for the ball. Draymond, I, mean, I know that's not part of the clear letter I, of the law, but was, it was a flagrant foul, uh, no problem getting that, and that's, if you not, by not calling it, it led to the other stuff, just call it right away. I, th- this was not a great crew. Uh, we we're all saying, like, I hadn't seen Malloy in a while, and he was not... You know, he his, was, he was not I getting, thought he like, was a great ref. No, like, no, I think it's backed off a little. I think yeah, yeah. he was pretty good there for a while. And, yeah. like, well, the, the one thing I would say is like, I do think they did a good job not ejecting Draymond Green. Yeah, no, they thought yeah. about it. Well, they had a lot of think about it right, calls, right? They had to like get together and go, which way is the ball going? Which that I'm way, okay that way. with. Yeah. I don't I guess mind. So I wouldn't mind a call. Yeah. Then talk about it. Like, I made no call, and then they'd have to talk about it. But, no, it ended up as the correct stuff. All the things that happened were the correct ones. It just... They weren't definitive. They weren't clear. They could have cut cut some of this down. Yeah, but I, I guess to, to the original point about, you know, I didn't think the Pelicans were – this wasn't the Memphis Grizzlies out there. This wasn't Dylan Brooks, like, just trying the whole game to get the Warriors going. It was CJ saying something to a guy who wanted to be agitated because he felt a sleepy team behind him. He felt the season in a lot of ways slipping away, and he was looking for a spark. And CJ McCollum gave him a little bait, but I think the Pelicans didn't know that was going to – you know, blow up. It was, you know, it's like well, lighting it a little more. Match. Like that was the lighting of the match. Yeah. The kerosene was CJ's foul on Dante. Yeah, like that. You know, I'm gonna write about this. It came in the second half. Yeah, it came in the second half. It's like okay, and that's where you start seeing Steph saying like, "All right, now we're all locked in. We're all engaged. Like this guy's trying to essentially like." bully us we're not gonna let this that happen was, and i think dante felt, yeah. dante was like very upset about it right yeah he was, a guy. He was talking and talking yeah, he was like, talking after they do the flagrant he's still talking about he's like he wanted more and and understand but that was a weird foul i don't know what cj was doing he's trying to get to get to steph but i also think it's cj knows he can't guard steph like he just knows this so he's like frustrated or whatever he doesn't want the screen um I, yeah i just that thought team also needs like that, you know, he believes, I'm sure, they need somebody to, to yeah. provide no, some toughness, yeah. right? Brandon Ingram is, I think he's quietly tough, but he's not outward like that. Not that that foul yeah. should have been done. I, I, I thought Steph got into it, too, with the Draymond. So, like, Steph, I noted, like, Steph was yelling. At, I think it was Larry Nance Jr. I think he and Larry Nance Jr. have something going on. Because he was yelling at Larry Nance Jr. later in the game. Uh, and Steph was in there. He's in the middle of it. The security guard has to come in and pull Steph out of there. Don't normally see that. Steph kind of, you know, shrugged it off. But, like you're saying, he just wants to feel it. He wants to be in the middle of it. But I had not seen him like that in a while where, you know, we've seen him throw his mouthpiece in anger at the referees. We've not seen him, like, get in the middle of the scrum, something that Draymond started and, like, ready to keep it going a little bit. He wasn't going to swing at anybody, but... There was something. Was it was the last time that Kendrick Perkins in the finals when he, <laughs> he was in there, bitch? Yeah. <laughs> like talking. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, it, it speaks to the moment. It speaks to the importance of this. It speaks to the Warriors were not playing well and you and their leaders felt it and they, you know, something had to happen. But uh, yeah, I've talked about it before. Like, this is, this is the last stand. Like, this really is. And, and they know it, they feel it, and they know in their minds that they have a shot to continue this not a lot of shots this is you know one of their last shots at it 
and you're seeing kind of the orneries come out, the feistiness come out. They're fighting for this, you know, kind of last moments of their championship lives. And we're, we're seeing it kind of unfold in front of us. I, I think the, the unique part about it is it's very clear that they need the extra. It's not like, let's just do it. <laughs> it's like, all right. We need a little bit extra, and that's the difference. They win. can't lean on Bielitsa anymore. Just say it. Just flat out say it. They've been—he was carrying them emotionally and physically last Otto season. Porter, Otto Porter. You know, uh, Andrew Wiggins might help. Andrew Wiggins, no, clear. I mean, that's obviously a huge topic. Topic. We've talked about that, but yeah, this is not as talented a team as last season for a lot of reasons. Getting GP two back is going to help them. He was even cursed at it. He was terrible in the first quarter. But then helped him, you know, in the second he, half. He I thought one, he might not. I thought he might not play in the second half. He, he was so bad in the first quarter. He didn't play in the second quarter. But they put him back in, and he played really great defense. Well, he had he had an important poke away yeah. steal yeah. that yeah. got a dunk in the third quarter. Yeah. But I mean, he's minus fourteen in nine minutes. He commits the foul of the game from a bad perspective. He undercuts Ingram. That was a Monte Ellis kind of foul on an eighty foot heave. Just to cap off a horrible first quarter, just team wide. Um, oh, they finally gave him the steal, the initial steal. They gave it to Poole. Oh, really? uh, yeah, <laughs> they, they fixed it. <laughs> but it also, he did get the box on one and get Ingram for a lot of that. Yeah. And that that's important. That's what GP2's incredible value is. You can just go go get whoever. It doesn't matter who it is. You know, you're not going to do Jokic but, or Giannis, but anybody smaller than them. You go guard them, and I think there's a lot of, you know, relief in Kerr. Like, I can just go put him on somebody. Kaminga can do it. Kaminga did a start of the game, but GP2 was kind of a security blanket on defense. You know, on a team that doesn't have some, you know, a lot of defensive options like that, that helps them, uh, no question. There, but he was, you know, it's up and down sometimes. Well, there's value in it, but and he's a weapon, but he's just physically not what he was. And he's trying to get back to that. And, like, look, he's only played two games. By the way, he's questionable coming into the game with Achilles soreness. Um, obviously, he had a he's very had a big tricky. old heat pot, heat thing on bench all the time. Yeah, like, that's what not like the concern. And like this isn't a new thing. I mean, we remember we covered him last season. How many times did he get beat up? All and including the playoffs when he broke his elbow. I mean, he came back and like he still gives like like spurts of you know high quality stuff at times. But again, I mean tonight, like guess what? Anthony Lamb's playing eighteen minutes and he's playing nine minutes and. Probably the proper rotation choice. Anthony Lamb's a plus eight, and he's a minus fourteen. <laughs> plus eight, Marcus Thompson, Anthony Lamb, Anthony Lamb, plus eight. <laughs> Anthony <laughs> Lamb is like at times it can be hilarious out there because he does make big plays, <laughs> but then he also makes odd plays. I know you noted it, but you know he he goes free safety style and has a big steal at the end of the third. It was about to be this like right after the Gary steal. He you know he just flies cross guard, gets the big steal. It's like. You know, very nice play, Anthony Lamb, and then he's like, hero time. <laughs> and by the way, he bobbled it to the – like, uh, the Pelicans could have yeah, yeah, hit yeah, one yeah, too. Yeah. Like he, was, The hilarious part was at the end of the play with Horace Owls, like Gary Payton stands in front of him like with like this like, what are you doing? And he points like, there's Steph, there's Jordan Poole. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> it was just like – Yeah, it's hilarious. What is he doing? What is he doing? It's kind of been the story of his season because like he has – clearly he has – like really good glue guy capabilities that Kerr likes, but when he has, he's tilted a little over to the deep end when he just gets too aggressive offensively. And like you saw some of that tonight, there was at times like that's eh, a little too much Anthony Lamb right now. But he still was out on the court. He's a plus eight because he like he completes lineups for them. Yeah, he's you know rotate on defense, fight on fight for rebounds, make it three, and he does those things. I think the entire Warriors populace would rather see. 
Kaminga get all those minutes, but you can't give him all the Kaminga. Kaminga played 30 tonight. He Kaminga started and played 31 yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah, he was really good. Plus yeah, 17. Really, really efficient. Played really good defense on Ingram. is going to get his points. Like they, he, Nine for yeah, six turnovers. Yeah, you though. forced him to work, he, and he, he made some really nice help side plays. He hit hit a hit a three, a couple of nice sliding dunks. He's a guy who can finish at the rim. How many times have we talked about guys who just can't no Warriors who just can't finish? He can finish. I did. I was laughing when it happened. I, would, I actually talked to Kaming and Draymond a little bit about it. Like when he, you know, Draymond picks the foul up, the third foul, everything's going crazy. Kerr's taking him out because of the three fouls. After the review, the long thing, Draymond gets in his stance. He's ready to go. And Kaming is like tiptoeing over. Uh, Draymond. Uh. <laughs> it's like he didn't want to tell. He literally didn't want to tell him he was coming out. Uh, Draymond like didn't yell at him, but Kaminga was even like he laughing. Steve Kerr. He yelled at Steve Kerr. Even Draymond was, I mean, Kaminga was laughing about it. He goes, yeah, I knew he wasn't going to yell at me, but I didn't really want to tell him. Uh, it was just hilarious. And Draymond was like, you know, I, I realized that, uh, you know, maybe he didn't want to tell me I was coming out. Very, very funny. But Kaminga is, you know, in the absence of Wiggins, my God, if they didn't have Kaminga, it, it would be really, really problematic. He's not as good as Wiggins. He doesn't shoot the ball like Wiggins, doesn't rebound like Wiggins, but he's given them a lot of that athletic stuff that this team, you know, this is a team lacking athlete. We saw it again. They, they're not as athletic. They're not as long. They're not as fast as New Orleans. Same thing with Minnesota. There's going to be a lot of teams they face that, that are like this. There's a lot of teams they've lost Detroit, right? They lose two to Detroit. Orlando. Orlando they're just not, they lacking in that regard, but Kaminga's one guy who can give it to him, and he gave it to them in a really consistent way. And he's done as he's done for the last three, what three three weeks, just just doing stuff. Yeah. Not every game's gonna be great, but just doing stuff, being out there as an athlete. And tonight that was very important. Yeah, you know he he only played 15 minutes in the last game, and I thought Peyton's return kind of ate into his minutes. He obviously didn't start. I'm curious wh- who they start going forward because this was in some ways matchup based. I think they wanted to go small against Valanciunas, and they obviously, as Kerr said, post game wanted. Uh, coming at guarding Ingram. Not every team has a Brandon Ingram. The Spurs have zero uh, people yeah. that they shouldn't be. You could do what uh, you know. You could start Tim Kawakami. Yeah. And the, actually, have. the Spurs might start Tim Kawakami. <laughs> this, uh, but I just you know this starting Kaminga. I think allowed a more natural rotation that included Gary Payton, but also got Kaminga 31 minutes. Looney still gets 22 minutes off the bench. There's less Looney and Draymond together. You know, mucking up the spacing. I mean, Kearns talked about that in the past. Uh, it's harder to play them together just because you get two non-shooters that screws up the space. And that I think we saw that in the last few games where they had real issues, particularly with those two guys together. Well, and, and Kerr wants to bring Looney off the bench, right? Every single time, what's the adjustment is to put somebody else in the starting lineup. But Looney, it just is more natural for, and I think in Steve's mind. Funny. Looney's huge tonight. You know, what do you got, off six offensive rebounds? rebounds. Remember rebounds the possession where Looney gets two straight offensive rebounds and has a kick out to Steph? That, that was... Yeah. That was He's got. They got to play him. It's just the combinations are a little awkward when it's him. And you know, and when Dante wasn't shooting the last two games, then you have three guys in the starting lineup who are not going to yeah. shoot, and that's very, very problematic. That's tough. Now Kaminga isn't quite a shooter, but he's at least he's a threat. Uh, you know, I don't know that GP two is is an offensive. Like they've got some balancing here because again, the roster isn't as good. It isn't as set, but. The GP2 and the Kaminga aspect are very, very big. They just Kerr's got some these extra weapons he can kind of maneuver around where it's not just clay. Clay struggles against length. 
Dante struggles against length. You know, there's some guys who kind of are the same thing. He needs some different things, and I think Kaminga and, and Peyton are the two guys who are, who are at this point going to bring it. See Kaminga call for that lot when he dunked on who's no, it? Herb Jones. Herb that was a really that. impressive. He's in the background probably, going yeah, <laughs> like, throw it up, throw it up. I was like, you don't see that very often with the words. Somebody like, hey, <laughs> throw it up. I was like, yo, he called for they it. They throw it sometimes. And nobody throws it. Yeah, he's like, like, no. They're back there like, no. <laughs> Looney's like, don't throw it up. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Jordan Poole was a plus 16 tonight. 21 points. He had 20. You know, you go back to the last game, and obviously he he has the two for one late that you know he takes the step back three that was kind of ill advised. He has a turnover after the really fatal Draymond turnover, uh, and I it just it felt like the I thought the criticism was a little bit too fo- more focused on him when Steph had a bad game. He was eight to twenty three. He had the three on one layup that he missed when when Pool and Clay are wide open. Um, Clay had a bad shooting yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, Clay had a bad shooting game. Like. Jordan Poole's the only reason they're in that game. They only he has twenty seven points off the bench. They only score ninety six. You got to focus on the turnover. And the, and yeah. The bad shot. Um, and then obviously the game before he had thirty three off the bench tonight twenty one. Uh, he is. We'll see. It's three games. This has been a little bit of a turning of the corner for him. I think we'll see. I mean, he could revert back to it, but like his last three games have felt like what he was last stretch run and last postseason. And Curry even mentioned it after one of the games. Like this felt like. Jordan Poole in the playoffs where he's not flawless or yeah, I mean, he's not, uh, yeah, he's flawless, got yes. but the good is outweighing the bad. The last three games were obviously it, it had been flip side of that. I think it's really simple with him. Like just don't live and die by the three, right? Don't live and die by the three and press up on the perimeter. Like he's not going to stop anybody. There was a couple. <laughs> it's funny sitting next to TK watching. <laughs> Sure, like, just love it's just like the blowball. He's like, oh, oh, but but like he's not going to stop anybody, but he can apply ball pressure. He can be there to be a pressure guy, make a guy uncomfortable. Like he got that that fast break dunk. They gave him steal. But really, he was coming to bring a double. Just bring pressure, like do something. I saw Peyton on the because I was right before the quarter. I saw yeah. Peyton on the bench telling him right after that was you. That yeah, was yeah, you because yeah. Peyton got the steal. But I think. Ingram got spooked him, yeah. by the double. the double yeah. was coming. Yeah, yeah. Forced, yeah, he forced him into the GP2. That's yeah. all he got to If he does things like that and, and drive, like he started driving, that, to yeah. me that's a difference. At he, found shooting yes. too, and not a little guy. He's the one guy who's not afraid to go in there amongst the trees. Like even Steph doesn't like get a shot blocked. So he'll like, well, you know, pull it out a bit. Him. Yeah, yeah. So, but Jordan Poole, will, he will attack. And as long as he does that, you can stomach a couple of bad threes. But there's there's definitely more control to his game, right? You can see him saying, "I'm going to work my way into do something." He's taking more mid range jumpers. I just feel like he can do things that's good, and then you just live with the mistakes. Yeah. Uh-huh. He does stuff they need, I, and I've always even when I've criticized him, even when I ooh and ah at his defensive blowbys, he does stuff. He gets to the rim. He creates shots, but then they just do this huge rally to go up. What is it? By up by four. Game's like right there. He subs in. What is he first thing? He touched the ball. Twenty-five footer. Boom! Quick shot. Clang off the rim. Fast breakdown. Anthony Lamb's got a guard. Brandon Ingram. Three point plays. Like uh, Jordan, maybe you don't do take that shot at that moment. Maybe you wait till like forty seconds after you check back in. But it's important. Like they they need this stuff. It's undeniable. He just. You're going to have to live and die with it. Like, there's stuff. I mean, they've all, the freaking Steph and Kerr and Draymond have all been exasperated in public about the stuff he does. 
He also but does a lot of good stuff. Yeah. And, and when, you know what? I, th- I do think like that the, the box of one actually is good for him because you put the best defender on their best guy and everyone else just scrambles. He doesn't have to p- play a man. Yeah. Don't stay in front. Like, he can help. He's good at it. He's got some smart. Light. He's a yeah. smart guy. Exactly. Like, go to where the ball's going to go. Don't guard, like, you know, he, CJ McCollum. He cannot do that. And that's why some of this trick stuff, some of this janky stuff, I think they're going to do a lot in the playoffs. Are they we, did last know? year. I mean, that's, yeah. that was a key to their run. Exactly. And they got GP2 who can do it now for sure. And they've got Kaminga who can do it. And we'll see with Wiggins. But, um, and it helps. I mean, the, some other guys are maybe aren't so big. Draymond in a box on one, you know, he wants to get involved in the action. But I think a box on one is really good for Jordan Poole because it lets him just kind of roam and not just have to try to stand in front of somebody because he's not very good at that. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I received a package at my door this week. It was my first home chef delivery. It included some Parmesan chicken with some broccoli with a little orange sauce with it. Probably took me, I don't know, 25, 30 minutes overall to prep and cook. I was actually a little impressed with myself. I went, you know, did the whole recipe, followed all the instructions, made it, had a great dinner. I loved it. My wife loved it. I'd suggest it because being able to feast on a delicious meal without the long prep and cook times is what drew me to Home Chef over the other guys. Home Chef's meals are effortless, even for someone like me who isn't exactly making it on Top Chef anytime soon. And not only is it convenient, but it's economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. For a limited time, Home Chef is offering my listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life. Just go to homechef.com slash plus. That's homechef.com slash plus for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash plus. Must be an active subscriber to receive the free dessert. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the Internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? (laughs) You mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Terms or restrictions apply. I'm going to get us out and look at the bigger picture. Is there anything else on this particular game before we talk like bigger picture subjects on this team? Just a huge, huge game where they had a lot of pressure and they almost kicked it away. But the same old Warriors would curse say, like, these guys can do this stuff. Like, this is what these guys do. And we saw it. And and this is why you don't write them off. Even when they stink on the road, you don't write them off because they can do stuff like this. Uh, so they are now half game up on the scorching hot Minnesota Timberwolves, who have uh, complicated the equation a little bit. Uh, this kind of screwed those Kings. 
well, let the Kings. The funny thing is, the Kings have had a chance to clinch like last the days. last three days, and they like every single <laughs> single thing that has to happen for them not to clinch continues to happen. They are playing the Portland Trailblazers tomorrow you night. You, you don't you don't break a sixty year drought easy, baby. Yeah, no, <laughs> back into true. it. You got to do it yourself. I uh, I sat with Brad Miller during the third quarter of their game yesterday, uh, and was ready to do a story. He was ready to celebrate. He's drinking an IPA. He's about to have a good time. And the Timberwolves beat them. But Brad, that, talk about a little feuds. Uh, that's a guy Shaq just hated. Brad hated Brad uh, Miller. I did a ten minute interview with him, and he mentioned Shaq. So because because I, I was uh, I was talking to him about how like you know you must love how Sabonis is playing. He's like, yeah, but I wish I could have that freedom. I had to be on the block guarding damn Shaq all game. <laughs> He so did. yes, that was a rough. Those were rough four games uh, for for him. Seven, Sha- seven. Well, I mean, games. when when they, I mean, so yeah. regular season, it just was Shaquille did not like Brad Miller and would make sure Brad Miller knew it during the games. Yeah, that was th- that's a good old school center clash right there. All right, um, but Minnesota now half game back, but Minnesota has the. Uh, pole position for the tiebreaker so they're gonna probably gonna have to be one game up on minnesota the pelicans you really batted them back this was huge for for not only just obviously you need the win tonight but just to keep the pelicans down pelicans at bay you might say um and they tied the tiebreaker with pelicans that's important too yeah, you would have yeah. lost the tiebreaker if you lose this game so you would have been down and have lost the tiebreaker yeah. Thunder have a horrible home loss tonight. No SGA. They lose to the Hornets, who are suddenly like killing the entire Western Conference. <laughs> Hornets would win Spoilers, the West. Baby. They'd win the West if they were in the, in the West playoffs. Um, and you know, Lakers are looming. They had a really bad home loss to the, the, Bulls. the Bulls. Really yeah. bad. Or on LeBron's, LeBron's yeah, 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 yeah. So, I, you know, look, nothing's solved at this point. It's crazy. What but nothing it, was gonna be solved, no. right? Like that's we've been saying we it all year. Lessons, yeah. But right? they could have been kicked away. No yeah. That's the big like. A loss would they? I think they would have been a play-in team. I just, I really do believe that. A win lets them say, okay, six is still there. I don't think six, five is still there. Five is still the Clippers. there. Yeah. If they had lost this, they're looking at seven or eight, and we know eight is the brutal spot. You do not want to be eight. They were there two years ago, and it knocked them out. Um, so they got a thought at six, and I think they got a really strong hold on. You know, look at seven, and seven's the worst you want to be. You want to be at home. If you have to be in a play-in, you want that home game to get yourself to the two seed, to the seven seed to match up against the two team. Eight is not a good is not a good look. I so do we'll smell Warriors Grizzlies first round, which is what that if you win that seven eight, yeah, that's who. You yeah, get. I think I know. I think they take it. They don't want to be there, but I think they take it. Uh, anything worse than that is uh, is a bad spot. You're probably going out. And if they had lost this one, they'd be looking at that. They win it. They got a chance of five, six, seven. Those are good numbers for them. Uh, you know they got to keep winning. They got to keep winning these games. It isn't just back in anywhere. Right? People are winning games in the West now in that in that in that bracket. At least Minnesota Pelicans Warriors well, are winning. Minnesota's some. got Phoenix tomorrow. That's a huge yeah, game. At Phoenix, at that's Phoenix. a big game. They win that. Well, hey, Kevin Durant is back for that game. Durant, He's back. Yeah. Okay, if they Minnesota wins that game, and, they, and I'm not saying they will, then they might be looking. They're ahead of the Warriors. Like they are ahead of the Warriors. If they win that. They lose it. Then I think it's Timberwolves and Warriors. They Lakers, they still got to go at Brooklyn on a run. And Brooklyn's a pretty good team. Eh. Eh, I mean, Mikel Bridges could sting you. Yeah. Uh, no Ben Simmons. <laughs> but also the Warriors lose a tiebreaker to Minnesota. That's the that's problematic. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, the Warriors. So the Warriors have Spurs here Thursday. I mean, that's a, that's Friday. a gimme. Friday. Friday. Oh, it is. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> uh, that's a gimme. 
Uh, and then be. Por- be. Portland on the last game of the regular season should be a gimme as well. Portland's giving away games at this point. Uh, so the three in the middle are like the, the three Sam, spotlight Denver, ones. Oklahoma you're you're State, at De- you're at Denver, and you know I was talking to Nate Duncan about this, and he he made a good point. If you're Denver and you do not want the Warriors in, you're in the playing range because even if they're seventh, they lose, then they win the eight nine. They're playing you as the one eight. The Denver may just not want the Warriors part of the play in hey, win bracket. This game and get out of get out of the play in, right? Yeah, like so that might be a Denver giveaway because they're pretty much locked into one. Problem is though, they might be getting rid of the Warriors and inviting the Lakers, and that. <laughs> yeah, you start, I, I get what Nate's saying, and I, in, in theory, it works out. But you start playing around with fate a little bit, you know, and then you get the Warriors are hot. And then the Warriors are start storming. Like, I, do you necessarily want that? Remember yeah. the year Dallas oh, had a chance? No, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, we believe. <laughs> I ripped them at the time. Dallas tanks a game to the Warriors. They could have helped get the Warriors eliminated because they ma- and they matched up poorly with the Warriors. So they didn't even they didn't want to play Dirk and lose yeah. and really feel bad. So they don't play Dirk. They lose. The Warriors get the eight, and then the Warriors kick their butts in the 1-8. Well, they, they well, what they I mean, but if you are Denver and you're yeah, just no, – like, You do not here, want them 1-8. Here's what I think, though. I think Denver wants Jokic to win the MVP. So you should pull him. I think they want him to kind of compile stats, keep compiling stats. Maybe by that point it won't matter. But I, I do think that they're not they're not going to pull everybody out. It's, I think that's going to be a tough game. I'd say that's just a subplot entering that game. So that's that's one of the t- – then you got the Thunder here at home, and we'll see. You know, the Thunder kind of had some momentum that's been – Fizzled a little so bit. Do they play? Do the Kings play the Warriors? They're clinched by them. So that was the the, yeah. the the last one I want to talk about. That's the second to last game in the season. I think it's a very clear motive for the Kings on what it, I think that's April whatever it is. Second to last game of the regular season. April seventh. If yeah. a if a Warriors win helps keep them out of six, then you want the Warriors win. If a Warriors loss helps them keep out of six, then you want to beat the Warriors and give them a loss. You, you just whatever makes sense to get them out of the six. Do you play your guys? Yeah, probably. I think Vivek isn't laying down for the Warriors unless there's a real, real if, if you, strong. If the Warriors reason. go in there and win this game while you're playing, and then they turn around and got to go there for game one. Yeah, that's the, like, that's yeah. the Dallas, Dallas thing. That's the Dallas yeah, thing. Yeah, like, yeah. wait a minute, do we really want to get Steph that look in his eye against us? Do we really want to do that? Uh, I just don't see Vivek saying, "Yeah, let's lay down for the Warriors." I just I, think if there's a if you know, and that's the point of the season where like one little you you can alter a playoff matchup by laying down if you're sitting there and and it's very obvious that if the warriors win this game tonight in sacramento they're the five they're in the four five matchup and you're the three why uh, wouldn't you do that if you're the king can you imagine the vex team yeah (laughs) vex team doing that for joe lacob joe you want the five oh sure let's get you the five (laughs) you want to light the beam and chase it go light the beam that's good for us i would be hilarious i just find that hard I, I can see mentally they could be in that place. It's just hard for me. Like the for, problem is Mike Brown. Mike, Mike Brown's like, I'm not dealing with this dude. On, <laughs> I'm not dealing with stuff. There's some level of strategy that yeah, should absolutely. be involved. I agree. I agree. It's just hard. Like you think Mike Brown is worried about Steph Clay, Draymond, and Looney? Yes. Right? yes. I do not want to see first, that. First round especially. And, yeah. you know, the whole idea of, like, well, maybe then you kick him somewhere else, they get hot, you face him later. Like, I think Mike Brown's like, sure, I will play you in the West Finals because yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. in the West, West Finals. Finals. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? We'll, like, see. we'll see who makes that call. That would be very – I mean, God, it's just hard for me to say the Kings – and even the Kings fans are like, 
Oh yeah, you know what? We we don't want to play them, so we'll let them get to the five. I that's a hard. All you gotta that's say is like Sabonis so, so th- been dealing with a thumb injury all season. You're locked into the three. Fox plays every game. It feels like, like. Fox missed a game recently because of hamstring soreness. Hey, that's, that's very nebulous, right? He's just got a little hamstring. But we know what's happening. And can you imagine? Yeah. The well, if they do that, and then the Warriors still end up playing them down the road. Warriors will be like, here we go. You're, You're afraid You're of us. Scared. And you here know what go. the Kings will say? We're seeing you in the second or third round. <laughs> and go, you know man. what? Yeah. Like, season accomplished yeah, already at that point. That would, so. that would, that would that, I hope it comes down to it because I want to see what they do about it. I want to see what the Kings – and I want to see what the Warriors' reaction is to it once, once it's made. It's very, very interesting. Uh, I don't think the Warriors are end up going to be in at the at the six uh, at the five. So I think six is the top out. So it might be them versus What's, Kings. Think, Marcus, you got schedules up. What's the Clippers schedule? I do think because that's the that's the target right now. I do think that uh, there's probably a part of the Warriors though that's like you know what we could use a really good row win, right? We could no. use we could use they going. Can certainly use a row yeah, win. Like, I mean, you know, let's go see. Let's go see what we can do in Denver. Let's go see what we can do in, in Sacramento. Oh, they got to win out. They they have to try to win every game. Yeah. Like I mean, there's just no question oh, about that. Clippers. Okay. Home, uh, the, the the baseball series at Memphis. Yeah, yeah two yeah, straight at rough. Memphis. That's rough. Then that's rough. at New Orleans. Home Lakers. It feels like everybody's got Portland at the end. Yeah, like Portland, and then at Phoenix to end the season. So so that's no Paul George. Obviously, he's already been ruled out of the rest of the regular season. Yeah, like one. they Lakers, are Memphis, extremely catchable. Lakers, Portland. I mean, can they go three and three? And <laughs> three and three. Two at Memphis. The way Memphis that's is playing. Tough. By the way, Memphis won seven in a row. Uh, I think you know, twelve out of the last thirteen. Memphis like have that. to win. Uh, Memphis is getting pretty solidified yeah. in two, but they, so they don't necessarily have to. But look, they 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 didn't play Jaw again tonight. Uh, he is supposed to play tomorrow, I believe. Is it tomorrow against the Clippers? It is. I believe Wednesday it is. Against Clippers, yes, yeah. Jaw's already been ruled in for that game by Taylor Jenkins. They so. played Orlando tonight, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and they didn't play Jaw and still won. So I, I'm just I the Clippers. I think are going to lose if you. Three, yeah. three games. Yeah. The Warriors are tied with them in tiebreakers. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I it's think two. It's yeah. two, two. But I think uh, the Clippers have a conference record. Well, it's actually advantage. division record. But if they for tie, them. but if they tie, I think it would be tie, tied because the Warriors would have to win the a Warriors little bit more. Yeah. Beat Sacramento, and then the Clippers would need to lose to Phoenix. Yeah, Portland. Yeah. Portland. The problem is, well, Portland's going to give. But for both, them to, yeah, both but for them to tie, a lot of that would have to happen anyway, right? Because the their yeah, Clippers yeah, have yeah. more wins than the Warriors now anyway. So I think. That one's gonna. That might get to a funky uh, tiebreaker situation. But they could like lose two to Memphis and then it's still have the tiebreaker right over the Warriors Why? because they got the division it's, record. It's actually the, division oh, record because, because they have to, they have to, yeah, they have they to lose division. to a division team. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they have, they have to lose to one division team. team. The Warriors have one division game. No, up they have. Except. They have two. So Portland's a division. Team. No, no. No, wait. No, no, no sorry, no, no, sorry. No, Portland's not. I don't know. I think it's just if the Warriors go, if they win out, they begin sack, and if Clippers lose two. Then they're tied. Yeah. By the way, this is the one and only time all season we'll like even give any shit about the divisions yeah, oh, in the NBA. I, can't, I didn't even realize it was a tiebreaker until I looked it up yeah. this season. Uh, but but then it goes it, to, to conference win. record. But then no, yeah, conference and it would be tied. I think I think it's all going to be t- very likely to be tied with the Clippers. Then I looked it up. It goes to wins against playoff teams. wins loss versus playoff teams. And it is, I did check with Tim Frank. It's one through ten. Yeah. Even so, though the, even though like. Two of those teams aren't going to be in the playoffs. It's one through ten because you can't do it any other way because you're not going to know who the playoff yeah. teams are. So, so it's one through ten. I don't even know what that. I'm not even going to figure that one out. Yeah, yet. you don't need to. But uh, it might come down to it though. No, I really I, think them and the Clippers might come down to that. So 
then it becomes this thread the needle situation for the Warriors that I think is interesting. Uh, you'd rather play the Kings than be, than the Suns, right? So, so you know the Warriors might want to take some games. So you can't tank games because you have to win right now, right? You can't yeah, lose nah, tonight because yeah. you don't want to be the five. You have to keep winning. But, but if you go to Portland and you sit at six. And you're sitting at six. You're locked into at least yeah. six. And if you win your five. Two tank versus tank. Drew Eubanks against, like, Lester Quinones. All you can shoot. his booty career high 40. Hey, by the way, I like the Warriors in that game. The Portland, you should see what Portland's been throwing out. I don't think the Warriors can tank that game. I don't think it's physically possible for them to tank the game. So they might. Then you're playing yourself potentially into the Suns and Kevin Durant. That's the way it goes. You can't. You can't tank versus a tanker, and you can't adjust it before then because you have to win until you get to that point. So it might be it might be win and get in, you know, or hope the Clippers win. Like the Clippers might win one one or two in there. So um, if you win to you get yourself a chance to play Durant, you do it, right? You yeah. just you just do it. Like it's just just what, and then you go try to beat them. And I think I mean, the that's Warriors a get, way to go out. Yeah, yeah, I, know. <laughs> yeah I don't think they would beat them since they lost to Phoenix without Durant and. Uh, they're a very, very tough team. I just, I just have a sense. But that, that was with Mikael Bridges. Yeah. So who knows? Also, the, I, I just have a sense that they would be incredibly motivated. That would be the games here, done. three and four here. My God, that would be revved up. I would not think the Warriors are going to win that series, but I think it would be a great series. I just don't believe in trying to, you know, you start trying to manipulate around. You might manipulate yourself into something even worse. So, Well, that's also or, why you can't do it right now because yeah, there's so much yeah, danger exactly. below you. Or you set up and we want the Kings, and it turns out the Kings are actually a buzzsaw. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. they, or they, what if they Chris Paul just yeah. expires on the court? Like, you know, there's things that I just think you want to play. You're, the Warriors aren't in the place and haven't had the season where they can start doing that. You just no. need to win as many games as you can. Get as hot. You want to be hot. We know the Warriors like to get hot at the end. We know that does matter. And they did it last season. They got hot with Steph out. They just got going. Uh, and I think they're going to want that. Now, they're going to want Andrew Wiggins playing with them too. But at this point, I don't think they can exp- – let's just say he does come back. I don't think they're going to get 100% Andrew Wiggins. I don't think Certainly that's Certainly not last yeah. playoffs version now. You know, as Steve Kerr said on the podium today, he has informed them that he's, like, working out with a trainer. Um, but that he hasn't been in an NBA basketball game now in 45-something yeah, days. when he took – you know, when he missed those games earlier this season, and the most he's ever missed, he was not good when he came back. No. And this is way longer – with obviously a major issue, he's kind he's of a rhythm player. Yeah, um, so I think that they can't they can't expect Andrew Wiggins at 100 percent at any point this season. That's it, it's a tough break for everyone. Obviously, he's going through something. It's Jonathan Kaminga. It's like they got it's Jonathan Kaminga who's kind of given that some of the stuff, and we'll see if he rises or falls. He, he's played very well to this point. He's not Andrew Wiggins, but the, I think they really got to see if if Jonathan Kaminga can do this. And they need Clay. They need Clay. They need Clay in the biggest way. They need Clay to like get rebounds and not let rebounds bounce in front of him. <laughs> they need Clay to like get a hand up on threes <laughs> or like and make you, shots. Yeah, Clay Thompson, the NBA leader in made threes this season. That's amazing. Hey, that's great. It's great. What a great comeback story, you know, from See, where the he was. In threes allowed? Is he? <laughs> Uh, uh, I just think that uh, yeah, Clay is obviously huge. Dante's huge. I mean, they're not getting Wiggins back. Like, there's some three, four guys who are really, really going to be leaned on. Clay 
Dante, GP2, GP2, and Kaminga. Those four guys are just so crucial. Or else they're going to have to rely on Anthony Lamb and no Warriors fan wants to hear that in the playoffs. They're going to play him, Anthony but Lamb they can't. play playing in the playoffs. He's playing, but they can't go like, oh, my God, these next six minutes are all Anthony Lamb. They cannot do that. Uh, there's you gonna, imagine there's, Lamb in the playoffs, yeah, though? Yeah, like, yeah. Lamb now gets a little, you know. By the way, Lamb in the playoffs, and they didn't sign him to a multi-year deal, even though, like, you know, that – that was a, an avenue they could have taken, so he's a free agent this offseason. I was like, this is my shit. Who's got the max slot available for me? Let me take a look out there. Orlando, like sniff a little me. mid-level. Sniff a little. Uh, he's playing in the playoffs. I'm just saying, you cannot. You're just not seeing six minutes where Kevin Durant, okay, we're going to put Anthony Lamb on. They, they cannot do that. Uh, I don't think they will. Put B.I. on them tonight. It was like, yeah. That was not good. That was not good. Uh, They didn't mean to. It was a bad scramble switch, and he just got eaten up. Those are good players. Uh, How about the three-point shooter he fouled? Yeah, that was not good. That was not good. You know who who, – they won the game. But for a while, I was thinking who would have helped in this game? Ty Jerome. Like, just organize you on offense. Just get you going a little bit. Uh, he'll play in some of these games down the stretch. Curse of maybe the last What's three games. Three of them. Yeah, yeah it's three. They're, they're just guarding against Steph getting hurt and then them needing but, him and hey, then running out of games. If there's a tankathon in Portland, oh, Ty Jerome. Ty Jerome. Uh, no, Jermichael Green tonight. No, Jermichael Green. You know they're going to do this with these guys in and out of the rotation. But um, yeah, I mean they, this this is this is going to be interesting stuff going to the playoffs. See how Kerr handles this. There might be a podcast that discusses some of this and coming out in the next few days, uh, but I don't know. I, you know, this is the Warriors. This is the Warriors season, right on the edge. I, it's the, that's why I think us talking about possibly maneuvering. Where I just don't think that's the season. I just don't think they're good. Is it the only? And I think he said it right. The only time it could be is if you just know on the last day of the regular season, lose in your six, win in your five, yeah. and then you have to decide on that day. Yeah, I think it's what would you the rather other teams be? that will do it right? Like, yeah. That's, that that's Denver, Denver, yeah. hey, you're settled at one. Do you want them in the playing bracket or not? That's where it gets interesting. Or if, like, the other teams behind them aren't winning. You know, because I think they're, I think they're all going to stay pretty much together. Probably. Yeah, I, I really do. Well, no more like, it could going be like lose and you're five or eight <laughs> and yeah. win and you're five or six. It's just, it's just hard for me to think that it's going to be, like, so set. Like, probably yeah. not, but the last day of the regular season oftentimes does just create very unique scenarios. Like, in two places in the league where, like, the motives are, are interesting. Coin flips and crazy stuff. Yeah, like. yeah. We need, we need Bob Myers and Nick Nguyen running down to Steve, whispering in his ear at halftime to see what's really going to go Pelicans on are down 20 <laughs> in San Antonio. Put in Jerome. <laughs> By the way, Draymond trying to get uh, – Making his plea to Bob Myers in the first round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, like, really hyping his value. I mean, and, gosh, this would take us down a completely different road Mm -hmm. that I don't want to go on. But, uh, you know, in some ways, those two feel a little tied together in their futures. Not not completely. Not a little either. They've been tied together for quite some time. I mean. it's not. I just don't think it's, like, absolute binary. Like, one's gone, both's gone, one's here. You know, they're both here. But, it obviously, there's... Some level yeah, of well, like Bob Myers is a pretty big string to pull. <laughs> like pull that if string Bob also. goes, Draymond's going. Like I think that's the key. If Draymond goes, Dr- Bob might Bob stay. Bob goes and the Warriors offer Draymond the max. He ain't going nowhere. Okay, but, they, but they're not. Offering <laughs> the, they're not offering the max. Uh, and we don't need. We, this sounds like next week. Yeah, yeah. Or, we don't know. need to go. I, I just thought that like if Bob to be that involved shows he's not checked out. Like he's not checked out on this team. 
At least not tonight. Yeah, well, another championship would help him help, help that resume a lot. So, uh, and the fact that he felt the need to do it in this in this moment, this game, interesting, and maybe no Joe around, right? You know, he had to like be the emotional uh, centerpiece of the front office. Uh, Joe was, I think, at the NBA if, league meetings. What if Joe decided to run across yeah. the court tonight? <laughs> Cuban, Draymond. Cuban, Cuban would do that. Uh, I, I, uh, I, I'm gonna stop myself. But right. uh, <laughs> yeah, let's let's save that. We'll save this discussion for another day. All right, sounds good. We will talk to you some other time. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.